Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the World Champion of the World Podcast. It's your man, Qualified, a.k.a. the Black Rick Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, what's going on, guys? A uh, lot happened this week. Uh, WWE had to respond to all the AEW hype, and uh, and they kind of had to uh, they well, they I mean they not only did they have to respond to the AEW hype, but they got to get things going, uh, get things moving for the Royal Rumble. Uh, get everybody hype about that, so, uh, yeah, it was just a, uh, a lot going on, really, um, so we're gonna jump right into, uh, the first WWE show of the week, Monday Night Raw. Alright, jumping right into Monday Night Raw. Uh, the show opens up with a limo pulling up. Vince McMahon gets out, walks towards the arena. Braun Strowman then comes to the ring after his music hits. They were in Memphis last Monday, uh, so the crowd was super into the monster among men. Uh, the crowd was chanting, get these hands before he could even talk. Uh, Strowman says that Brock has always been afraid of him, says Brock ducked him when he had the money in the bank case. Uh, says when he had a shot at the title, he came and ripped the doors off the cage at WWE World Cup. Uh, he actually meant Crown Jewel there, and he had Baron Corbin attack him. He says that uh, let he tells Lesnar he's all healed up, and Corbin is out of power, so Brock can't hide. Uh, he says he's gonna win the belt at the Rumble, and Brock will get these hands. Corbin comes out to interrupt. Uh, he gets booed out of the building. Corbin tries to talk, uh, but Braun then starts up a brief "You got fired" chant, which I guess isn't completely accurate because Corbin is still there. Uh, but you know he's not the GM anymore. But technically, he never really was the GM, right? Because it wasn't he the acting general manager, so he's not like the official. General manager, but I don't know, man. You you shouldn't think that hard about wrestling. You'll hurt your brain. <laughs> uh, so uh, Corbin tells him that he's gonna uh, he's gonna win the Royal Rumble, and he's gonna go somewhere that Braun can't. The main event of WrestleMania. Ouch. Uh, Braun chases after Baron Corbin. And then he yells at the Singh brothers, launches one of them across a ta- catering table. Um, I feel bad for those guys, man. They're forever getting fucked up. Uh, Elias is sitting backstage and starts singing a song saying he knows where Corvin is hiding. And uh, he lets Braun know that he's hiding in a limo. Um, so that's... Uh, that was really cool, actually. Um, like Elias just like singing, narrating the song, singing the narrating the events through song. Um, good stuff. I was gonna say, 
excuse me, <laughs> I was going to say that uh, he, that in that moment, he reminded me of a certain R&B singer, but we're kind of canceling that guy. So uh, maybe I shouldn't compare Elias to him. <laughs> um, Braun tosses the driver out of the limo, breaks through glass, rips the doors off, uh, and Baron, or he rips the door off, Baron Corbin runs off, Vince comes out and sees his limo fucked up, and we go to break. Uh, so it was a weird opening segment, but I, I liked it. Uh, I would, like I said, the Elias backstage and randomly singing was awesome, and I want him to do that all the time. Okay, maybe not all the time, but more of the time. Uh, back from break, Braun tries to put the door back on the limo and fails. Um, and that was pretty hilarious. Uh, Vince starts going off and he calls him a raging woolly mammoth. What an insult. Uh, Vince says that this will cost him 100 uh Vince says that this is going to cost Braun 100k. Uh Braun says that the limo isn't worth that. Uh Vince kind of doesn't like uh Braun insinuating that his limo is cheap and uh decides that Braun's title match at the Royal Rumble is now canceled. Uh so Vince walks away and Braun flips the whole limo over. Um wow. So this, uh, so the real reason, I guess behind the scenes reason is Braun is obviously still injured and not cleared. Um, so, excuse me, uh, before the dust even settled, uh, on that Ronda Rousey's music hits and she makes her way to the ring. Uh, Sasha's music hits next and she comes on down, um, they show a recap of my boo Sasha uh, winning the number one contender match last week. Um, and I didn't mention it on last week's episode, but uh, that springboard into the bank statement, super fire. Um, Nia's Jack's music hits and her and Tamina wake, make their way out and we go to break. Uh, back from break, Sasha is in the start for the faces. The heels stall for a bit. Uh, Nia... And then Nia starts. Uh, Sasha does her best to take Nia down. Tags in Rousey. Uh, Rousey versus Tamina is something I never would have guessed if you gave me a zillion guesses. Um, and looks like this uh, this match was a little bit of a longer form match because um, we ended up going to a second break. Uh, back from the second break, Nia was in control on Sasha. Uh, a little bit more more back and forth action before miscommunication has Tamina knocking Nia off the apron um Sasha took advantage side Russian leg sweep into the bank statement Ronda celebrates uh our good friend Charles Caruso comes and asks them about working together and then Ronda gives a shout out to Sasha um Ronda says that Sasha is going to be her number one toughest achievement um, Sasha wasn't really down uh, with already being listed as an accomplishment. Uh, so, you know, uh, Ronda starts trying to cop please and says the best way for her to show respect is to try to tap Sasha out at the Rumble. Sasha reminds her that she can tap people out too and she'll teach Ronda to lose with class. Uh, Ronda says that she can teach by example and Sasha can keep the classiest loser title. 
Uh, Sasha says that Rhonda called her out and not the other way around. Uh, Sasha tells Rhonda that she'll tap her out at the Rumble and walk her, and she walks off. Uh, Rhonda chases her down. They face off for a bit, and then Sasha walks off again and flashes the four horsewomen sign before walking off. Another layer to the feud. Can't wait to see what happens at the Rumble. Kind of feel like this particular segment, though, was wasted on that Memphis crowd. Um, Or maybe they just weren't mic'd well. I don't know. But um, they they were into Ronda. They weren't really into Sasha. Um, And I feel like in other places, Sasha would have had a lot more backing. And that would have made her side of the of the segment come off a little better um but i'm sure the 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 fans at home and and the fans on the internet and whoever's listening to this uh could feel where sasha was coming from uh backstage a long line of lower mid carters are standing in line outside of mcmahon's office all of a sudden the king jerry lawler walks out and then no way jose dances past uh jerry looks pretty lost and so am i and then we go to break uh back from break sasha and ronda are arguing while natty and bailey try to calm them down uh natty tells bailey that sasha needs to control her emotions and then they argue a little bit about who is right between their friends and then the riot squad pulls up uh so they start talking shit to both of them and end up challenging natty and bailey to go find a third to go against them uh out next is the lucha house party uh then the revival come out uh we're gonna have we're gonna be talking about the revival a little bit more in the quick hit section uh the revival tell lucha house party that uh tonight they pay up for their shenanigans um this view has basically turned the revival face in my eyes. Um, Lucha House Party is is uh, they're they're fun to watch in the ring, but the gimmick isn't quite working the in the same uh, the same way in my eyes on the main roster. Uh, Mid match they do uh, <laughs> mid match they do the picture in picture deal. They're showing us Vince's office. Uh, everyone is lined up for a shot at Lesnar. They talk to Apollo Crews, then Kurt Hawkins, and then EC3 pops up and smiles. Um, kind of weird and sounds like Memphis doesn't watch, uh, much NXT because there was absolutely no reaction for him. Um, and he wasn't around in TNA in the asylum days there. They were already out of the asylum. So he... He can't. He he ain't gonna get that Nashville love. Um, let's see. He didn't really have the best NXT run either, so so that doesn't help. Uh, it'll be re- it'll be interesting to see what his reactions are. Uh, you know he's gonna get a good reaction at the Rumble because it's gonna be uh it's gonna be that type of crowd, but uh. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be real interesting to see what's going on. Um, they cut back to the match, uh, and the revival ends up with the win after Dash knocks Metalik's foot off the ropes and Dawson gets the pin. Um, after and then uh, you know they go to a break. After the break, Vince comes out and before he can say anything in the ring, John Cena's music hits and comes down to the ring, 
John Cena says Vince was going to tell someone to step up. Cena says 20 years ago, Stone Cold, The Rock, and even Lesnar, Lesnar, left Vince high and dry. He says that he walked up to Vince and said that he would be the one to step up. Uh, Cena goes on to say that stepping up here means making the WWE your life. Uh, that seems like a weird message, and maybe it was uh, directed to the rest of the locker room, uh, and perhaps, you know, it's a sign that WWE is feeling the heat of AEW, but uh, more than likely it probably isn't, uh, because, you know, until AEW has real events, uh, I'd, you know, WWE doesn't really have much to worry about. Sure, it's fun news, uh, but, I mean, WWE is raking, making real money every day. So, we out here. Um, John Cena says he's got something that no one else does, and it's ruthless aggression. And he said it just like how he said it when he first debuted, and the crowd didn't even pop. It was crazy. Uh, Memphis only only wants to see Jerry the King Lawler, apparently. Um, yeah, like I said, the only things that got pops the whole night uh, at that point were Braun's in- initial entrance and Jerry Lawler backstage. Uh, so anyway, Drew McIntyre inter- interrupts the proceedings and says he doesn't care about Cena's titles. He asks how John Cena can say he has ruthless aggression. Uh, He says he's what ruthless aggression looks like. Uh, He says that Cena's time is up and his time is now. Nice. Uh, And the crowd actually woke up a little bit for that, too. So that's interesting. Um, Drew tells Cena that he can leave like the others. Uh, Corbin comes out next and says that uh, his life was threatened by Braun Strowman earlier. Uh, he says he's not the type of guy to have a lawyer on standby, but if he was, then he'd think it was a good idea to give him the title shot against Brock. Uh, Fang comes out, and the crowd goes nuts. Uh, so now they're fully awake. He says he's tired of being left out of these conversation uh, conversations. Finn says everyone can say a lot, but he is the only one who can say that he was ever universal champion, which is all facts. Big, big, big facts. Delivering a big, hot, steaming plate of facts to your face. Um, And Vince tells him that maybe one day he will again be the universal champion. But there's a lot of beef out here. Pause. Pause, Vince. Vince says that Finn has great agility and he's a great competitor, but he doesn't know if he can hang with Lesnar. Finn says to Vince that Vince never believed in him, but the people do. Let's talk about it, Finn. Uh, Finn then decides that he's going to show them what's up. Finn attacks Corbin. Everybody starts fighting. Uh, but Drew McIntyre ends up being the last man standing. So Vince makes a fatal four-way. Uh, Finn versus Cena versus Drew versus Corbin. And 
the winner of that goes to on to WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar for the title. Backstage, Jinder Mahal says he deserves a shot since we were all robbed of the Beast versus the Beastmaster, the modern-day Maharaja match last year, and everybody wanted to see that, you know. Actually, technically, it was 2017 when we were robbed of it. But uh, Vince tells him that he can face any of the four men that were in the ring and take their place uh, in um, and take their place in the fatal four way. Uh, Riot Squad was out next after that. Then uh, then Natty and Bailey. And their secret third was Nikki Cross. Uh, at this time, Cole explains that we're going to see NXT call-ups on both brands so we can learn their characters before they settle in uh, on which brand they're going to be on. So that makes uh, the weird debut of EC3 make a little bit more sense. Um, the match gets underway. Uh, and Nikki Cross and her uh, drag the opponent into the apron spot gets over pretty well with the crowd Uh, back and forth action during the match um, and then the faces get the win after Bailey comes off the top with an elbow drop Um, Finn Balor shown walking towards the ring from backstage and comes across Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke and uh, Lacey Evans talking to Dana Brooke and Mickey James. And kind of like, he's like, who's that? And kind of gives his head shake and goes on. So Jinder uh, Mahal makes his way to the ring. Uh, and then we go to break. Back from break, uh, Dean complains, saying it's wrong that he has to defend his title against Seth and Lashley. And it's wrong that he has to do it, uh, do it in Memphis, but he won't be beaten. Uh, so now Finn is making his entrance. Um, Matt starts with Finn getting distracted by the Singh brother who didn't get launched earlier. And uh, then Gender attacking Finn before the bell and delivering a beatdown on the outside. Uh, Finn says he's okay to start the match, immediately gets kicked in the face. Uh, Gender was pretty much just beating his ass for a little bit. Uh, but all of a sudden, Finn hits a couple basement drop kicks, uh, starts cooking for a bit. Uh, Mahal takes control heading into the break, and then back from break, Finn really starts cooking, hits a dive to the outside, coup de gras. Uh, Finn wins it all. Uh, Dean Ambrose out first for the IC title match. Um, his new theme sounds so much like the purge, it throws me off. Um, Bobby Lashley out after the break and then before Seth uh, comes out he stops to talk to Charles Caruso uh, she asks if it's his last chance to win this title uh, he says he's going to go out and do what he always does and that no one can keep up with him in that ring uh, match gets underway the heels work together for a bit uh, eventually Rollins and Ambrose begin working together as well to take out Ashley or Lashley <laughs> after he's taken out uh Seth and Dean go at it uh and then this match really picks up in the last half finish comes when 
uh, Seth drops Dean and then goes to rebound off the ropes, but Leo Rush pulls down the ropes and Seth tumbles out of the ring. Lashley hits a spear on Dean for the three count. Lashley is the new champ. Uh, I feel like this is going to help him. Lashley is at his best as a champion and able to have big fight feel matches. Uh, He's someone who can make the title feel important and vice versa. Uh, He's believable as a championship fighter. Uh, When he was the best, uh, my favorite Lashley ever uh, in TNA when he started going on that, or in Impact uh, before he left, when he started going on that run where he was just going to, where he was winning all the belts. So he had the, the heavyweight title. Then he won the King of the Mountain title, uh, and then he became X Division champ, and it was just like whole Bobby holding all the belts. I thought that was great, um, and and it was it, it was you know what I mean. It seemed believable. He's out here like, yo, I'm just I'm fucking y'all up. What you gonna do? And look at him like he looks like he can do that. And like we have the uh, he actually did pretty decent in Bellator, uh, so. You know, and then with Leo Rush as his mouthpiece, there's a ton of potential there. Uh, so hopefully they don't uh, they don't fuck it up with making him do a bunch of glute pose flexes. Um, next up, Alexa Bliss is out for a moment of bliss. Uh, they did a thing before her segment where a PA walks in on Bliss while she's changing. Um, yeah, it would have been better in the Attitude Era. It was just weird. Like, he just walked in on her changing, and she's like, um, yo, excuse me, you know, what the fuck? And he's all like, oh, sorry, sorry, oh, oh sorry, hmm, ha. You know, it's just like, what? It was weird, and he knocked forever before he came in. Like, I don't know. That would have been better in the, the Attitude Era. At least, like, they would have made a joke or innuendo or something, like, this it was just pointless like it didn't really have a place anywhere on the show and i see a lot of people talking about how disgusting it is and stuff like that and i mean i get where they're coming from and i get what wwe was trying to do but like what wwe was trying to do there and just everything the way that they're set up now like that just doesn't that just doesn't fit and uh I doubt that we'll see something like that again, but it seems like they are trying to make, I mean, Alexa Bliss, like the, you know, she's very pretty, uh, and seems like they're trying to capitalize on that and her not being able to wrestle currently. Um, but I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Anyway, Alexa Bliss announces that the WWE Women's Tag Team Champion... Uh, she announces the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, she says at the Elimination Chamber, there will be three teams from Raw and three teams from SmackDown in the Elimination Chamber for the Women's Tag Titles. Uh, so that's pretty lit. I can't wait to see this. My early predictions for the teams are Mandy and Sonya, uh, Naomi and Carmella, and the Iconics from SmackDown. And then Raw would be the Boss and Hug Connection, Riot Squad, and Nia Jax and Tamina. Uh, Boss and Hug Connection pretty much have to be the first champs, in my opinion. Uh, and now also we have a reason to push the, the Iconics more uh, now that the titles have finally been announced. 
um, Bliss then tries to introduce her guest, uh, but Paul Heyman introduces himself. Uh, Bliss says that Braun Strowman is out now and asks how his emotions uh, play into this. Um, Heyman says that there's no emotions. Lesnar will beat any of the contenders they try to put in front of him. Uh, Heyman was running down all the contenders when Otis Dozovich of Heavy Machinery all of a sudden pops on stage. Uh, Heyman and Bliss both seem weirded out. Uh, Dozovich yells pretty lady and does weird motions. Um, Tucker Knight and the agents then pull him to the back and Alexa Bliss and Paul Heyman just kind of look confused and then the ring announcer starts to set up the main event and Bliss and Heyman leave and we go to break uh welp heavy machinery just might get over huge uh that was a better way to highlight Alexa Bliss being hot but doing it in a way that fits on the current show and the way it's set up better uh because but I mean you know somebody a psychiatrist or you know an activist or somebody can probably explain to me um why uh young men uh young impressionable boys seeing Otis Dozovich uh act like a buffoon and yell pretty lady and uh make humping motions towards the air um they can probably explain to me all the different ways that that's terrible for uh, someone to see on a children's show. <laughs> but uh, but it was just kind of... I, I feel like that's a more harmless and funny way to to do that. And then I can like explain to my kid, like, hey, don't act like an idiot like that guy. Uh, so, uh, let's see here. Um... Back from break, Finn makes his second entrance of the night. Uh, fans are totally behind him. Corbin out next, then Drew, then Cena. Uh, Finn gets taken out early, then we go to break. Um, this match right here definitely delivered in a way that the best WWE television main events can deliver. Um lots of lots of good action uh finn scores the win with a coup de gras on cena um finn facing off against lesnar told the story of the underground baby face overcoming odds uh beating gender uh earlier in the night vince mcmahon basically saying he didn't believe in him um then uh, overcoming three much larger competitors in the fatal four-way match um and then by the end uh john cena uh after the match says vince didn't believe in Balor, but the people did so he's reminding us and highlighting it cena says that now he has one more believer shakes finn's hand and announces him as the challenger at the rumble so uh you have your you have the ace put him over um you know so it was uh it's one of those things but at the end uh at the end of it like you know if you if you're if you're a pro wrestling fan um it's one of those moments that they that they did it right and and that's uh 
by now everybody going into the Royal Rumble. Uh, everybody wants to see Finn. So now they just have to uh, continue to make it seem like he has a chance. It seems like they gave him a puncher's chance, and it's just like, okay, yeah, maybe they maybe they will. So so uh, the next few weeks, well, I mean, actually, it's not even the next few weeks. This next week uh, is going to be important, uh, seeing what happens there. Uh, so let's see here. Next, we're going to go ahead and jump into SmackDown. Uh, so SmackDown Live show opens up. Becky Lynch skirt pulls up in the rental uh, with the crowd chanting her name. Kayla Braxton asks Becky if she's ready for Asuka. Uh, Becky tells her that she thinks she knows the answer, uh, but she'll say it in the ring. Heavy Machinery is backstage. So this is going to the NXT uh, NXT wrestlers appearing on all brands. Um, he, uh, heavy machinery is backstage with the new day. Um, they're throwing tuna eggs and pancakes in a blender. Um, Otis sips it and asks Xavier if he wants a sip. He declines. Uh, Becky takes a gulp and calls it weak. Trevor Knight is impressed. Uh, Becky makes her way into the ring. So, just uh, right there, this segment with uh, Heavy Machinery in the New Day. I want to see Heavy Machinery in the New Day interact more often. I, I, I really like Dozovich. Like I, I liked him in NXT, but. The these guys are made for the main roster. Like this whole gimmick, that whole deal they have is total WWE main roster all the way. Um, so I feel like they're gonna do a whole lot better. Even though they didn't do bad in NXT, I feel like they're gonna do way bigger things on the main roster. I also feel like we. Uh, so far, I think that they are more, um, more suited for SmackDown. Uh, I think they've, I think they're more suited for SmackDown, but I feel like they'll probably end up on Raw because Raw is the Raw tag team division, uh, needs it a little bit more, but I feel like SmackDown is the place for those guys. Uh, Becky made her way to the ring. Uh, the announcers hyped Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Uh, yep, there's no more Cien Almas. It's just Andrade. Uh, he's dropped the last name. I'm bummed. Uh, Becky says that she gets the chance to take her title back at the Rumble. Uh, she got the whole world talking about the title. And now where has it gone? And uh, she says that the roster thinks what she did was a fluke. They think connecting with people and being the man is easy. Uh, she says everyone is trying to be a badass like her, which is facts. But they're finding it's harder than they thought. People say she's hype, but Asuka was invincible going into WrestleMania. But she lost, and it shook her to her core, and she fell off the radar. Well, damn. Uh, she says that she's beat Asuka all around the world the last five months, and she's asking if she's ready for her. 
well, shit, Becky. Becky came through and said, Oscar? Oscar? The one who won the title? Nah, I'm playing. But, <laughs> but um, Oscar's music hits. Uh, Oscar comes down. She calls Becky a B with no sting. Uh, after the Royal Rumble, Becky will not be in Charlotte's, Charlotte's shadow. She'll be in hers. Okay. Uh, you know, Oscar out here spitting bars. Um, the Iconics music hits. Uh, Billy Kay tells Oscar that this isn't how she should behave. She shouldn't be making silly faces and making threats. Uh, she asks, where's the class? Peyton Royce says that Becky's even worse and calls out how she treated Kayla Braxton like a valet. Uh, Billy Kay says that's typical behavior from a man. Whoa. The Iconics say it doesn't matter what happens at the Rumble because they'll win the Royal Rumble become the women's tag champs, and make WrestleMania iconic. Uh, I'm actually not opposed to them as champs. That would make their whole come out and cut a promo thing uh, work even better if they're standing there with the belts and running down everyone, running everyone down. Like, that That works a whole lot better. Um, Becky faces off with Asuka and says she'll show her why she's the talk of the injury and then asks which one of the Iconics wants to step into the ring. Uh, Icon the Iconics think it over as we had to break. Uh, back from break, Becky is wrestling in street clothes against my other boo, Peyton Royce. Uh, Becky in control, then Lacey Evans is shown walking back, watching backstage. Uh, Peyton Royce takes the advantage by attacking Becky as she's headed back into the ring. Uh, after fighting outside, they take the trade control, uh, Peyton Royce rolls to the outside and huddles with Billy Kay. Uh, Becky grabs her. Peyton takes her out with a clothesline. Um, there's another break, but the kind where you can still watch the match uh, during the break. Uh, so Peyton Royce is in control all through the break. Um, they show us Lacey Evans watching the match backstage again. Uh, I feel like Lacey Evans would also fit in nicely on SD Live. Um, and there she could be in the title picture by probably like the end of the year maybe sooner um like she can she can go to raw but on raw like they're uh i mean ronda is clearly the ace and everyone is just looking for a place underneath her and on sd live becky is clearly the most over uh person but i mean as we see right now like becky doesn't have the belt oscar does uh, so it feels like Becky is the leader of the division. And then you got Charlotte there too, who's pretty much right there with Becky. Um, and as far as company investment, uh, but Becky's just a little bit hotter right now. Um, and then it feels like it's just a whole lot more wide open on SmackDown. You got those two, um, but it doesn't feel like those two are cutting off that top spot from anyone. Whereas Ronda, like nobody's, you don't, you can't really see anybody becoming more important than Ronda on the show. Uh, like Naomi is a very solid mid card still over with the crowd. Um, and now she's got, uh, she's got this storyline going that we'll get into a little bit later. Um, and then there's Carmella, who has 
uh, her I feel like her title run did wonders for her as a character um and really helped her out pushed her over and um and now the association with our truth and getting dance breaks over and everything like she's uh like Carmela has come a long way from being the last uh the last pick of the draft so that's uh she's killing it she's killing it but but and then uh like Mandy Rose is on the come up they're they're building something with her uh Sonia Deville her a I guess her sidekick but now they're gonna have the women's tag titles coming in so that's gonna give uh people a chance to to do a little bit more uh so things things should be fun in the women's division uh the SD live women's division just seems like it has uh more upward mobility but i would imagine uh lacey evans getting dropped on raw and nikki cross ending up on smackdown because you gotta uh reunite her with sanity um let's see here oscar pops into the ring after uh after that match um Becky uh, finished the, the comeback, by the way, and, and locked in the disarmor for the tap in the win. Uh, Asuka popped into the ring yelling in Japanese. They face off again. Asuka basically forces Billy Kay into a match with her and even mocks the disarmor before getting the win with the Asuka lock. Uh, Becky and Asuka face off and are staring each other down when it's interrupted by AJ Styles coming to the ring. Um... So AJ Styles comes to the ring, threw merch to the fans, called out Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan attacked him, and they brawled until uh, security separated them. Next up was Mustafa Ali versus Samoa Joe. Uh, The match never got started because Samoa Joe just beats the shit out of Ali and ends up throwing him into the post and then the barricade. Uh, Backstage, Joe says that this is just the start uh, to his road to success at the Royal Rumble. Uh, next out is Rey Mysterio. He's going to be going up against Andrade. Um, incredible match. I really can't do it justice trying to explain it to you. If you missed it, go watch. Um, Andrade gets the win. He's going to have a huge 2019. Uh, I think he'll have a big rumble as well. Also, wouldn't mind a feud between him and Rey heading into Mania. Um and I'm not going to lie, I did get uh, with Mustafa Ali and what was going on with him and just the way that he burst onto the scene. I did get a little bit worried and I felt like what I thought was going to be Andrade's spot or, uh, was going to go to um, was going to go to Mustafa Ali. But Andrade uh, looks like he's still uh, he's still going to get some love. Um, got the big win over Ray, and this is a perfect uh, use of Ray. What what they can do, they can. Uh, he's legendary, and he's also legendary in the that style. Um, you can have him go against La Sombra or Andrade, who's also uh pretty legendary in his own right but uh you know a lot of this mainstream wwe audience doesn't know his history um we can 
and and it can be almost a passing of the torch. Uh, they can build that new Latin star that they've been itching to do for years. Um, that tried and failed with Sin Cara, tried and failed with Del Rio. Uh, but I think Andrade is the guy. He's that guy. And Ray can help him get there. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a few between them heading into Mania. And I I think that would be a that could be a dope way to uh, get Andrade over. Uh, you know, they had this match, then they can kind of renew their issues in the Rumble. Maybe Ray eliminates. I think it would have to be like that because since Andrade is the heel, Ray eliminates Andrade and then he's so incensed by being eliminated that he comes back and illegally eliminates Ray or assists in his elimination. Beat down Angle, feud leading into Mania. Uh, And then after Mania... They can, uh, you know, hard-fought match. Uh, perhaps Ray gets the win back at Mania. Mutual respect. Um, and then they can go on and even be a team for a little while or something like that. Uh, and then eventually Andrade turns on him again. They finish the trilogy and you have a monster uh now you have a great uh next level latin heel that you can also flip and make a star um make a baby face eventually uh next up is the mandy rose segment that everyone was talking about uh so she gave jimmy uso her hotel room key and he ends up pulling up. Uh, she thinks that she's tricked him and caught him when she has a photographer take pics. Jimmy reveals that Naomi is in the cut and that's a scary sight. R.I.P. Fredo. Uh, Naomi gives Mandy the work for a little bit and they brawl in the hotel room. Uh, I actually like this storyline. Uh, the Rusev, Lana, Ziggler stuff was bad, but Mandy, Rose, and Naomi uh, seem way more believable than those three did of course like logic is gonna be off oh why did she do this like it's it's gonna be there's gonna be some weird stuff like with wrestling and the fact that like sometimes they acknowledge the camera and know that the camera is there other times it's like we're supposed to not know that the camera is there but like how could we not know like if especially if the announcers are seeing what we're seeing back yeah i mean it's weird but like you just kind of because i saw a lot of people complaining about the well why would this this is this and i was like why are you asking these questions this is how wrestling has been our entire lives like you just kind of got to go with it (laughs) you know what i mean like there you have to understand that there's certain times where the camera is there and we're supposed to pretend like uh you know somehow that the camera isn't there we're just seeing what's going on um the added element of the women's tag titles make this makes this more interesting to me as well um with the lana rusev and ziggler thing like were they fighting over the title or were they just fighting over her like there wasn't and then uh summer ray 
popped in like I don't and then they were like Summer Rae and Lana were beefing but like there it was just like there was really nothing I don't you know what I mean I can't really even understand what the point was I just remember it sucking but um like there's with this I feel like first off we have a step they've established how strong Naomi and Jimmy's marriage is so the fact that Mandy keeps making advances when that's common knowledge is uh is a fatable offense so I completely feel Naomi being like yo fam what nah I'm gonna I'm a rock your shit like you know what I mean I can feel that 100% like if it was if roles was reversed and somebody was coming at my wife trying to get at her um and they know me and they know that what we got going on and they just keep doing it like on some real disrespectful shit I'm gonna be real disrespectful to their jaw like you know what I'm saying like that's just how that's going that's how that's gonna play that's how that's gonna play out so I can 100% feel Naomi like going to handle business and then I can feel my man Jimmy like because he's like yo I can't even mess with y'all you with this girl wildin like you you need to handle business go ahead handle your business like you know what I mean I can 100% understand that and then uh Mandy like she's a heel so she's just a she's a jerk like she's she doesn't and I feel like you know her whole thing is she doesn't really want his her dude but she knows that's the way to get under Naomi's skin and and piss her off and pick at her and like I don't know what kind of people you guys have known in your lifetime but that's 100% not every girl does this but that's 100% a girl move like girls will be doing that like oh okay yeah even dudes will do that like they'll they'll pick out um like they'll know a weakness or they'll like somebody who they ain't rocking with and it's like oh yeah like oh, okay I know that this gets to that dude so I'm going to keep doing this because I want this fool to fight me like you know what I mean or I like I want to do like whatever like so so yeah I'm gonna, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep antagonizing them like that's you know what I mean that and I don't know that's the way I'm looking at the storyline because like I said in pro wrestling at the end of the day everything is leading towards a conflict everything is leading towards uh we're gonna fight in the ring to settle our differences right so that's where everything has to go everything has to go to a fight so I feel like somebody has to be anti and that's like most of these feuds somebody's got to be trying to antagonize the person and try to get them to fight them like you know what i mean so it i don't know i've seen people saying how this is setting everything back and i don't know i mean i i guess i can kind of see some of their point but at the end of the day like we need there's like men and women have relationships in real life uh so so sometimes stuff like this may come into play like i feel like it's a a realistic storyline 
Um, and like nobody really believes that Mandy is, or at least I don't, the way it's coming off to me, it's like, she's obviously doing all of this to get under Naomi's skin. And like, I don't see them. It's not like they're fighting over a man's affection because Jimmy is clearly sticking with his wife. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like they're not doing anything stupid. Like he's leaving his wife and actually falling for Mandy. No, he's sticking with his wife and she's just doing, she's just being extra trying to antagonize her. Like, I don't, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing what other people are seeing. Like they, the fight isn't over Jimmy. It's, I know this gets to you, but, but I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. We'll see. Some, if if you guys are listening, somebody like respond back to me and let me, let me know what you're thinking about. Uh, next up, uh, Miz is celebrating Shane's birthday. He gives him new sneakers, showed him a video package he made for them as a team. Um, they actually start getting along the bar interrupts. Uh, this leads to a quick match, Miz versus Sheamus. Finish comes when Shane sends Cesaro uh, through his birthday cake, distracting Sheamus for the win. Miz sets up Shane to hit a coast-to-coast on Sheamus into the cake. Wild. Uh, don't know. I don't know how much I care about this. Miz and Shane together is, I'll admit, kind of entertaining. Uh, interesting to see, but like... At a certain point, my excitement dies down because, like, I don't really want to see Shane in matches for the WWE SmackDown tag titles. Uh, I don't really want to see Shane in too many matches, um, like, sometimes for crazy stuff so he can jump off of something. That's cool. But, like, for the most part, uh, I would just like him to stick to being a McMahon. Um, So, yeah, that's SmackDown. Um, no TNA on the show or no impact on the show this week for the second row. I apologize. Second week in a row. Um, I got to figure out my watching impact, um, situation because, uh, when it's on live, I'm at work and now they're, uh, they move channels. I'm not, uh, not necessarily, I don't have that. Um, I don't have the one that they're on now, so I'm going to have to figure out what's going on or like catch, uh, catch it on Twitch after the fact or something like that. So, uh, I'm working on that, but, uh, next up we're going to jump into NXT and that'll be the last, uh, television show of the week that I cover. And then, uh, we'll do some quick hits and get out of here. All right. So jumping into NXT for the week uh it was just uh it's a it's a build to nxt takeover uh and i feel like this nxt takeover is going to be just really uh it's really interesting it's it's rumble week uh so we have uh we're gonna have the build towards towards takeover um and i think takeover is going to be crazy uh, with it being with what January and this kind of even ties into our quick hit segment, like leading into January, uh, 
you know, it's, um, there's, there's so many different, uh, there's so many different free agents, so many different people floating around. Uh, there's been, uh, there's, there's been fans or there's been, uh, people who we are being told are going to come in. Um, and, and I think now is the time to see it. Uh, really interesting, uh, ACH, if you've been paying attention to ACH, he, uh, has, he has this, uh, comic book that he's been releasing online, um, and he's been getting teleported out of matches leading to the world tournament. So I'm like, uh, we may see him in the crowd, uh, this Saturday. Uh, I'm really interested, uh, to see, see who we're going to see in the crowd on Saturday. But, um, let's see here. So going, uh, going into, um, going into, uh, NXT, we are, uh, going into NXT, we're looking at the top matches on NXT TakeOver being, um, we're uh we're looking at the top matches on NXT takeover being Shayna Baszler versus Bianca Belair and we're looking at uh Alistair Black going up against Tommaso Ciampa and then we have Johnny Wrestling going up against Ricochet um so it's 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 going to be a it's all going to be uh barn burning matches um and and I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing what uh I'm looking forward to seeing what happens on takeover um but with the uh, with the show leading into the uh this week is going to be the go home show uh the first match street profits versus the metro brothers um so uh the uh Chris and JC Metro, that's who they are, uh came into the match, but uh the Street Profits they they uh they weren't really tested. Um and uh Montez Ford finishes uh finishes these guys off with the frog splash. Uh but then the Forgotten Sons uh, come down, Jason Riker, Steve Cutler, Wesley Blake, uh, attacked the Street Profits and, uh, leave them laid out, so, uh, the, the Street Profits are really fun, um, I wasn't, uh, I'll admit, it took a little bit of time for them to, to grow on me, uh, but now I'm fully a fan, I'm on board, let's get it, uh, Montez Ford, I think, has the potential to be a huge star. Um, at first, I it, it took a it took a little while for me to like understand what he was doing. Uh, at first, I just thought he was corny, but like he just seems to always be that lit. Like that's just how he is. So I'm like, oh, okay, word, I can rock with it. Um, and uh, I feel you know, I 
yeah, I can rock with it. And uh, and I honestly, I always liked Angelo Dawkins. Um, so the uh, it's gonna be interesting. Um, the post match, uh, post match that happened. Uh, the Forgotten Sons attacking uh, the Street Profits looks like they're building towards a feud. Um, and I I want the I want the Street Profits in a feud. Um, looks like uh, what Mikey Mikey Nichols from the Mighty uh, had requested his release from NXT. So uh, so yeah, so it's kind of. Um, you know that's that's basically who they they were having a feud with the mighty and uh looks like that's that's no more next up uh Bianca Belair the EST of NXT came out to the ring um she talked about beating Nikki Cross last week uh she said that she was going to show at take over phoenix um shana Baszler is not the baddest woman in nxt and um in the process she's gonna take the title because she's undefeated she's undefeated um so shana Baszler and uh jessamine duke and marina shafir uh come down um shana Baszler basically told uh bianca that she's gonna rip her arms off and beat her with them doesn't care how big they are how strong they are um and then uh so Shayna baszler backed uh shafir and jessamine duke out the way to you know buck up to bianca belair and uh bianca hit a slap to the face and uh also tossed the. Uh, uh, Jessamine Duke out the ring too, so I was like, okay, word. Uh, so I am, uh, I am, I am so down with Bianca Belair. I'm a big fan, you already know. Um, and uh, and to have her stand tall and and be strong and slap Baszler, I was like, all right, word, let's get it. Uh, so I I'm really interested to see what the crowd is gonna do uh at takeover i heard that uh bianca belair was getting overrated chants which are ridiculous uh but uh but yeah i was already uh i was already waiting for this match honestly uh so with that this just that just got me more hype um and i be belair i don't I don't know if there's uh, anybody in NXT right now besides the obvious people like Adam Cole and Ricochet and stuff like that. So they're so obvious. I feel like they don't count. As I don't, I don't know who. Uh, it's not too many people I'm higher on than uh, Belair. Io Shirai is another one who's like super obvious. Like you know what I mean? Like come on, we know what's going on. Um. Let's see here. My man Dominic Dijevic, uh, yeah, Donovan Dijak, uh, for for those who remember him in a, from a former life, um, 
he's a he's another guy who I was I was really stoked when I found out he was in NXT, uh, but he kind of hasn't uh, taken off like how I thought he would. I guess they they needed to do some work, uh, so they changed his name a couple times, and uh, it seems like they've been pushing him with video packages and stuff, hyping him up. Uh, but he went into uh, he fought against uh, Adrian. I forget this guy's. I forgot how to say this guy's name. Adrian Jaude. Um, he, but uh, if you watch NXT, he's the bald jobber with a beard that they use sometimes. Uh, but he's been around for a while as well. Um, but they actually had a good match. He, uh, but uh, they actually had a good match. But of course, uh, Die Jack wins with Feast Your Eyes uh, for the pinfall. Um, hopefully. This is just the beginning of of things for Dijak. Dijak is really great in the ring. Um, I was not a fan initially when I saw him in Ring of Honor. Uh, I felt he was boring. He uh, he wasn't interesting to me. But um, at a certain point, like he, he's just so good in the ring and everything else. Uh, everything just kind of meshed for me, and I became a Dijak fan. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this match, like, it was cool, um, but hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully they, they let him, they let him do a little bit more because he, I don't know, he just can't seem, they, like, he'll have a match and then he'll just disappear for months, so, I don't know, uh, but depending on where he at, uh, where he is in his contract, uh, Donovan Dijak might be one of those guys who may have to see what's going on with AEW. Uh, he could be a major talent uh, on a promotion. He could be a major talent in a promotion that's on TV. Um, he's going to bring you really good matches. Uh, he's, what, six, seven, six, nine, you know? So, like, it's uh, to see somebody that big who's able to do the flips and do the things that he does, the athleticism that he has, it's, it's very... Like that's that's always gonna be eye catching. Like some six foot nine guy doing a flip dive over the top rope is gonna be like, whoa, what? Like you know, every single time. So uh, I think he can be an asset, and he can do other things in the ring, and he's uh, he's he can be solid on the mic. Uh, Dijak deserves a little bit more than what he's getting in NXT, but NXT is so packed. I can see why he may not be getting uh, more than that. Next up, uh, Johnny Garga- Gargano versus Humberto Carrillo. Uh, let's see here. Um, so Humber- uh, Johnny Gargano uh, and Humberto Carrillo. Uh, Carrillo actually uh, got in a lot more... Uh, offense than I would have expected him to um but uh Gargano switched that with that uh with that slingshot spear that he does I love that move um it was still a little bit back and forth uh Carrillo did a moonsault landed on Johnny Wrestling's feet uh super kick slingshot DDT um Johnny wrestling with the win after the match. 
calls out Ricochet to show up uh, this week on NXT. Really good match. Um, and Gargano is Gargano is so good. The way he sold, uh, it made it seem like Carrillo actually had uh, had a chance to 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 mess him up. But uh, you know, but he was able to. Gargano was able to bounce back and 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 do his thing. Um, let's see what else happened next. Finally, the main event was Keith Lee uh, versus Cassius Ono. Uh, main event, uh, good good match. Uh, if you if you know anything about these two, you've seen these two wrestle on the indies before. You know what they can do. Um, he, uh, Keith Lee was kind of, uh, he's getting in his bag a little bit and then Cassius Ono, uh, ends up pushing him into the ref. Uh, when the ref was down, uh, Ono gets a, lands a low blow and, uh, then finished Keith Lee with the rolling elbow, uh, after the match. Matt Riddle, the bro, hits the ring, uh, but by that time, uh, Ono had already made it, uh, out of the, out of the ring, and it was heading up the ramp, uh, so, it was, uh, I, I like the match, uh, I like, uh, I like Keith Lee a lot, um, I like Ono a lot. I like Matt Riddle a lot. Um, I almost wish that the Keith Lee Ono match wasn't like wrapped up in this Matt Riddle and Ono feud just so that we could get like more Keith Lee and Ono. Um, I just want more Keith Lee. I want more Haas matches against guy between Haas's who are super athletic like Keith Lee um I hope that at some at some point in 2019 Jeff Cobb gets signed to WWE so that we can get Keith Lee and Jeff Cobb at a takeover like that would be incredible Keith Lee and Jeff Cobb at a takeover oh my god but uh yeah so that's it for NXT so now we're gonna go ahead and jump into some of the quick hits uh like I said we were gonna talk about the revival so the revival have officially asked for their release from WWE um presumably uh they're gonna try to head to AEW um we've seen the past couple weeks on Raw uh on the back of their tights they had FTR um, if you guys are fans of being the elite and just know anything about uh, what was going on in wrestling in like what was that 2017 uh, 2016 um, you know the whole FTR fuck the revival that whole thing uh, and then the revival started saying forever the revival uh, Young Bucks versus the revival is going to be amazing uh the rival had already tweeted that out. In fact, I think that's the pin tweet on Dash's account. Uh, everybody remember this tweet. One day the Young Bucks will wrestle the revival and it will be amazing. Like so, 
um, people. The, and it's it's no secret that the revival has been um, ha, well, I guess it's been presumed for a long time that the revival has been unhappy. Of course, we never know because we don't we aren't speaking to these people directly like that. You know what I mean? And whatever comments they do put out there, they could be working us. You you never know. Um, but it's been presumed for a while that uh, the Revival was unhappy with their role and their status in WWE and uh, them asking for their release when AEW is a real thing, offering uh, six-figure salaries, apparently, and um, some form of health care, probably a lighter schedule. Uh, and they have a... They also have a billionaire backing them who's throwing uh, $100 million off top into AEW. Uh, I, if I were the Revival, I would at least, uh, I would at least use, uh, attempt to use AEW as leverage, you know? Like, hey, you don't want us to leave and go to this other company and have this match that you know, everybody's been wanting to see for a long time, you want to keep us, then you got to pay us and, and give us, uh, and give us better positions on the card, uh, so I think there's, there's going to be some of that too, I think there's going to be some people who genuinely want to go ahead and head over to AEW, I could see Zack Ryder, uh, totally being, uh, one of those guys who eventually heads over to AEW. Um, apparently, now, uh, I could see... Now, there was uh, a rumor going around that Mike Bennett and Maria Kanellis had asked for their releases. Uh, Maria Kanellis came out and clarified that she has not asked for a release, but has Mike. Um, so, I don't know. Uh and then there was a little weird uh, back and forth exchange. It seemed like with uh, Matt Taven uh, and uh, the guys in the revival and uh, Maria. Uh, and then not too long after that story broke about the revival asking for their releases. So I don't know. Um, that's neither here nor there. But I mean, this is the quick hits slash wrestle gossip section. So I, I figured I'd throw that in there. Um also uh so this week just reviewed we've uh we've heard that shane strickland is supposed to be starting uh with nxt in january um and he has dropped and he he did drop the evolve title a while back uh so it was like setting the setting the stage for him to be able to uh setting the stage for him to be able to make this kind of move um so we'll uh we'll see uh like i said ach he just may be in the crowd on saturday uh we might might see him trevor lee has announced uh they've officially announced that trevor lee is signing with nxt 
Um, I don't really see Trevor Lee being the guy in the crowd because you know there's going to be somebody who's in the crowd on Saturday. I don't really see Trevor Lee being the guy who was in the crowd. Um, Because, like, think like, think of some of the faces that they showed us in the crowd. Like, you know, uh, there was Bobby Roode, uh, who we saw in the crowd, um, Drew McIntyre, who we saw in the crowd, uh, Ricochet, who we saw in the crowd, uh, Keith Lee, who we saw in the crowd, Matt Riddle, um, you know, so I, I don't, I don't see Trevor Lee as, I mean, I, I love Trevor Lee, and I'm a, I'm a big Trevor Lee fan, but like with those names that I named, I don't see them putting Trevor Lee out there like that. Um, I could see, I could see Shane Strickland, and I could see ACH in the crowd, or Shane Strickland in the crowd. Um, I don't think either of those guys is, um, like on the level where they debut like you know, right there in front of the crowd, like Adam Cole, like he had to do that. Everybody knew what was going on. Adam Cole. Yeah. You know, um, there was no, what, no way they could do that. They could, they couldn't just have him sitting in the crowd. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think if there's anybody out there who they could do that. The only like, you know, if, if they had been able to get the elite to come and Hangman, like they could have done that with Hangman for sure. Uh, but of course, you know, there's, there's all elite wrestling. So, um, that's, that's, uh, that's one of the main things I'm, I'm looking at with takeover, especially with the big takeovers. Like, it's like, okay, takeover before mania or takeover before SummerSlam or something like that. It's like, okay, who's the, who's the new person in the crowd? That's, that's one of the things on top of all the matches. Um, but, uh, but yeah, okay. I think that's it. That's this week's episode, guys. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, world champion of the world. Follow your guy on Instagram and Twitter at champ podcast for both. Um, big things popping y'all. All right. Peace.